Uh, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> We're fucked I up now. I, I was thinking about something I else. Know. So the uh, happy part. I'm so glad I'm able to do it acapella. It's good. It's great. So you can use it for the uh, sample album. Mi- remix it into things, guys. Oh, My man. voice is so good. Guys, it's the Happy Hour So We just finished ranking Daft Punk. We took all their albums. We ranked them worst to best. I was honestly kind of surprised. It was one of the most interesting research weeks that we've ever had. It's been great. Uh, it's been me, Evan. Yeah, been... as we mentioned, our, our opinions changed a whole lot. Oh my lot. god, so much so. But it's me, Evan. Oh, we agree. It's Taryn O'Reilly. It is Constantine is with his last name. It is so like He's going to butcher, so he's not even going to bother. To be honest, why did you, you just let us say it? I, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take B saying it correctly from the last podcast. I'm going to cut it and put it in. But right by, by the end of this podcast right here, you're going to say my name. Fucking I me. love you, Constantine. Uh, so, guys, listen. Uh, so, listen. We went in. We ranked all Daft Punk. We're going to keep talking about it because we've had such an amazing discussion. And so it's a happy hour episode. It's loose. It's wild. We kind of talk about whatever we want to talk about. But let's start with what we talk about at the start of every happy hour episode. And I want to bring the uh, thing up right there. Guys, what is the worst Daft Punk song? Now, first off, I will say, let's not include anything off of Tron Legacy. I think that's unfair because those are created for the film. I'm talking about, like, song, song, compositional songs. So, uh, that is, I mean, honestly, off the top of my head, that is a tough... I mean, also on-off. I'm not going to count interludes, either. I'll give credit when they have the... I mean, right. On-off isn't bad. It just is clips of... Mm-hmm. Radio, Man, it's so, so funny. It's, yeah, yeah. I, I had that. But what about Endo uh, Silver Club? <laughs> Wait, really? You think that's the worst Daft Punk song? Man, listen. I, I'm telling you, it's 2017, yep. and I'm listening to electronic sounds from yep. 20 years ago. Yeah, 20 years ago. Oh yeah, it's up there. Not the I worst, have... but I'm saying it's worth oh. the discussion. I like Endo yeah. Silver Club. Honestly, that's one of my favorite tracks on Homework. It might be Veritas Quo for Taryn. No, actually, I've I've come I'm not to taking terms sounds. with Veritas Quo. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not I've taking guess. sounds. I'm taking tracks, like legit pieces that I believe are songs, and that's what I'm throwing out. There. No, I would say like. Honestly, I would say Fresh, or uh, I would say Robot Rock. Uh, Are you fucking kidding me? You're going to give me shit I think that for Robot fucking Endo Silver Club, and you're going to come at me with Robot Rock? Yeah. We agreed on so much, but we can't dude, agree on that. Dude, dude. I, just... I can't believe you went that route. I right might, now. I might go with only because I like the, I like the sent- sentiment of it. But as an actual song, "Teachers" is a drag. Oh yeah, it is. No, that's it true. is that fucking beat just great. That's fair. Yeah, and that's also the fact that fair. they took their voice and then let's pitch it high that's and pitch fair. it low and take out our actual voice. I'm not gonna say it's the worst, but one of my least favorite is Within from Random Access Memories. Because I, it, well, because that's an interlude, basically. Like, except it's four minutes long. Right, and they actually, Chili Gonzalez, the guy who does all the pop music masterclasses, right, yeah, yeah, that's who they got to try and, like, they basically said, can you find a way to connect these two songs right, so for it's us? it's like a beautiful little piano melody, but it's so cloying. It's, yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I would definitely say that it's one of, like, the worst and by worst I put that in quotations right. like one of the yeah. least yeah. favorite tracks on the album I wouldn't go ahead and say <laughs> that it's like one of the worst songs actually you know what you know it is the of worst. all Daft Punk because like 
just for, from the pure factor of like production, like I mean, it is very melodical. Very well. yeah, yeah, dude, it's very melodical. It's it's true sounds yeah. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like an older album where it's like more electronic sounds, you're better off just. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, actually, there were song is to hypnotize you by NERD. We're just gonna put that out. Now, you can't do Pharrell like right, that. Come exactly. on. We had two. We had two things we were gonna talk about. One, Constantine was gonna tell us a story about death. Yes, Punk. I was yes. actually gonna say a story in the other. Yeah. No. Podcast. No. No. Let's see. Now that we're now that we're loose and limber, what is it? Let's All right. Four minds. So set the tone. Place characters. Like like. Lit okay, cigarette, so, dark alley. So you mentioned Greece about Yios. me before. Yeah. I was born there. Do you know who's I, from Greece? Who is from Greece? You are. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to mention some actor, like some yeah. like superstar, like DJ, or like, you know, yeah. one of the French duos is like 0.9999% Greek or something. <laughs> <That's>, so <laughs> Greece is Greek, basically. <laughs> Anyways. That 0.1% French, that's what he calls himself. He thinks he's French. Greeks are very proud. Great music scene, by the way, in Greece, just mm-hmm. so you know, when it comes to like electronic music, they're up on their shit. I love that. Um, okay, so I am 15. Yes, hopefully. Um, I'm 15 and I have just moved to Greece from like an unfortunate situation where my father passed away. So I moved from uh, America where I thought like my future was going to be and I was growing up as a teenager to like mostly hip hop music, understanding hip hop music. All of a sudden I go to Greece. So my first year is my sophomore year of high school. I can't really do much. Not that my mother is strict, but she hasn't seen me or known me or raised me for seven years. I was with my dad. So her approach was a little different. Uh, one that sadly at the time I didn't give a fuck about and I just wanted to live my life maybe because of like the sad incident but I just wanted to go about my own thing anyways so there was a club called Envy and it's 2005 and like me and all my friends would go and it's a dance club yeah yeah it was like a it it was a great dance stage Um, at the time there were two uh, dudes that were DJing by then well they go by playman and they're actually like very big producers nowadays and they produced with one of my very close friends his name is well he goes by the alias of reckless they produced like uh one or two songs together actually i'm not really sure but one for sure called together forever anyways so um they had like a pretty much like a pattern of music that they would start they would start off with house music then they would go to like hip-hop music and then greek music but like right about like halfway, so it would be around like three thirty in the morning. Um, they would open like it's like this massive warehouse type of thing. They would open the roof and they would start playing one more time by Daft Punk, right? Perfect. That's so the, that's exactly what you should. But do. like not the album version. Have you ever heard like the seven minute long version where there's like an intro and an outro that we spoke about? It is like so hot, man. And the breakdown of the song, you know, where it goes, ooh, ooh, <laughs> you know, it like, you can stop, you can stop, exactly. <laughs> we gonna celebrate. Dude, it's so sick, right? Yeah. So, it, so this is what they would do. So it's those dude named Playman that they would play, right? And... What they would do is on the console of the D, the pretty much the mixer, they would throw down the treble um, uh, knob. They would throw down the mid knob, and they would just leave the bass knob or the low mids, mm-hmm. um, pretty much like at the same level. And you could hear like the tone of like you can't stop. Bah. 
like it would be like more bassy, you know, because yeah. Like yeah, they would yeah. cut it out, they would equalize it yeah, pretty yeah. much, right? So then it you would be fucking hot because you've been dancing now for a pretty good long time, and like you need to understand this is Greece clubs close like a lot later than like America, where it's like anywhere yeah. between two and five, and then you have like the after parties and shit. Yeah, I mean it's seven eight. As long as there are people there partying, everyone is fucking partying, right? So they would open like the rooftop, which you wouldn't even know that it would open. And, you know, as it's building up, well, and it comes to like one more time. And like, you know, obviously like everything hits. They would like, there were people up on the roof and they would throw just a shit ton of napkins. I don't know why they didn't do like confetti or anything like that. People so just wanted available. like, yeah. maybe they wanted to wipe their tears out of their eyes. I don't know what the fuck, but honestly, dude, it was like such a like celebratory moment. Like, you were parting and living the scene that this club had to throw at you, man. And it was one more time that, like, has set this, like, distinct memory for me at the top, you know. And obviously, it's, like, one of, like, my first moments clubbing and whatnot. And the reason why it's, like, so distinct. But I just wanted to share that. That was, like, an awesome time. And I could just, like, wish that everyone could live, like, a club night and a club moment like that. That's so kudos Daft Punk. Yeah, thanks Daft Punk. We, we make the memories happen. Speaking of, Taryn, uh, he mentioned in the last podcast that for the longest time he had in his mind a music video idea for the Brainwasher. Oh God! Uh oh! <laughs> Put on the this spot. Is, it's this. Uh, it's so dumb. It was very literal, honestly. I imagined like a like a Mojo style, like fat, like alien with like electronic dreadlocks like in charge of this facility where zombies got their brainwashed like on an assembly line and it was Wait, like on what track is this no, the, the brainwasher oh the brainwasher like i had like a very specific image of like a brainwash like the literal guy mm-hmm. like this big bulbous like disgusting like sort of like a morton joe from mad max but fatter and like and he like had these like he would go out and capture zombies and like erase yeah. their memories yeah Tartagoras fans uh, cut a clip of the, it is. the brainwasher to yeah. uh, Mad Max clips make that that's happen. a shit ton of drama right there dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking lie yeah. uh, can we talk about Interstellar the movie of the star system. Oh my gosh, I have watched you know what this is right so all of the music videos for Discovery are anime yeah. But they're also, they have an anime for every single one. It's a movie, basically. Like, okay. it plays through. It plays uh-huh. a through the story. Movie? I haven't seen the, mu- uh, the movie, but I can go ahead and see, I can yep. go ahead and say that I have seen, um, I didn't know it was a movie. I, I, mean, I haven't seen, like, a bunch. Like, yeah, yeah obviously. No, like, yeah. I didn't necessarily no, know it was all 100% connected, connected, connected. But yeah, oh, it I tells the story of this alien band on their blue skin and they're rocking out they're really popular it. yeah so they're they're like For the one they're more rocking time out they're, yeah. and they're blue on one more time and then in aerodynamic yeah. this like task this, force this comes task down. force comes in and spies and they like gas them and kidnap the band and take them to another dimension and then on digital Earth, love the like yeah. the like ranger out in space gets the distress call and he follows them and then he crash lands, and on Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, they, like, dye their blue skin white and, like, turn them into a band on Earth. A very anglicized and, like, version of the And, like, make stars, money yeah. off of them and, like, brainwash them. They're the crescendos them. And now. then, the, the, like, the rest of the story goes on from there. And it's, like, 
That's and it That's the whole dope. thing is a plot. Is there like one sequence of it to like watch on like YouTube or something? Like I mean, you, you just watch every, a playlist of every every music song. video off Discovery. Oh, okay, it tells so the story. Every song teams. is sent to yeah. Okay. To it like a music video, and so, that's why I guess Taron was even doing some research into it. I guess like their film, like they had the idea. Yeah, it was from their. The onset. It was completely their idea. Like they they recorded one more time first, and then they recorded too long, and after that they were like, "Oh my gosh, what if we made an album that like told a story?" And so by the time they were finished recording, they had a whole the entire plot of this movie written. And like presented it to this Japanese filmmaking company to like make it for them. It gets a little it's weird so... near the end when the evil record impresario of the yeah, yeah it the loses its plot. I, that's also part of why I he hated Rudis Quo is because yeah. it's Rudis Quo is where you find out the villain's like backstory and it makes no fucking sense. He's a wizard. He's an evil it's, record wizard. He's an basically. evil record wizard, and he had to get. An alien 500, that he turned into 5,555 golden records so he could launch this, like, evil machine. And he sacrifices all of it's these. It's so fucking It's weird. so dumb. Yeah. I'm, I'm but, for this guy yeah. regardless. I, I, but I, the rest I, of the movie is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. So just, you know, it doesn't matter what the villain's backstory is. You know, also it's interesting, I think, uh, that the Daft Punk theory, they very much don't like speaking. Uh, like, I remember at, I around the time too. of Random Action, again, they talked about how they hate press, they hate interviews. They talk about how uh, it, they have to have an image to be in the public, to have their music out. They have to have an image, so they might as well construct it out of their own will and whatever. And I remember around the time Random Access Memories during the big, 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 big rollout for that, they, uh, even, there was, like, one image, I think, like, Rolling Stone or something, but it was them, it was them playing ping pong in their offices or something for a photo shoot without the helmets, and I tried looking that up today on the day of the podcast, and I couldn't find that. They took that down. They... You can't find any... Wait, you can't find any you pictures can't... of them without... You can find it from, like, the homework era. Yeah. You can find old photos of them, but they have completely... I don't know how they did this so successfully, but it's like very difficult to find a more recent photo of them without the helmets. Because they like love very. Oh, I didn't long, know they love like, their. It'll be anonymity. on like the Google search, but then when you click through to the article, it's been removed. Yeah, like they've. Well, and that's like the same thing Prince had. Prince hired uh, this site called the Web Sheriff, uh, and they just trolled every daily motion in YouTube and forms and article and anytime there was an image of Prince out there that was a copyrighted image or a video or whatever, they took it down. So they must use a similar service to be like, you do yeah. not put so our are they paying money out of their pockets? Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, dude, I I love that they're true to their image and you know they're true guys. And in the end of the day, you know what? You come from nothing and you make something of yourself and you're well, just and honestly, how you go about it? I'm sure they and I'm sure Sia loves the same thing at this point. Like most people don't know what they look like. They can go out in public and not get harassed, yeah. which yeah. is like they honestly, can. Still like, one of the scariest interesting. Of yeah. Yeah. I was reading today, too, about when they initially, when they put out Defunk as the single, uh, and then all these different record companies came to them with record deals, and they talked about how there was a lot, there was a lot of interest at first, and then it kind of, like, leaned off a little bit. They were still interested, but they, like, they took their time because they were very much of the mindset of, like, you know what? Here's the thing. It's not about the money. All the record labels are going to give us money. It's about control. And at the end of the day, we want control over this. Yeah. Because other artists don't have control. They are not free. They might have money, but they are not free. We want to be free. And so for them, like, they waited till Virgin Records presented them a deal where they would have absolute control over their own music. 
Uh, and but then they would have less money, but that didn't matter to them yeah. all much, which I thought was really really cool. Now of course they have all the goddamn money, but right. you know, oh. yeah, they're, they're fucking dead funk. I want to point out a little bit like what true showmanship they show. Like they are phenomenal entertainers when it comes to like live performances. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen that from like many aspects. So you guys were talking about the pyramid, which is which obviously it's what they're known it's for. Iconic, it's like yeah. yeah, it's iconic. It's like where they play from. Have you ever taken a look inside? Yeah. The... I mean, I've seen like some basic footage. I don't know all the details, so please regale us. I mean, I don't, I don't know all the details either. But because so... it looks so live when they're doing it, like it feels like they're mixes of you know. Oh, it's a, it's a hundred, it's yeah. a, it's a hundred percent good to go. But what they do is, um, if they have like pretty much like every single one of their sounds inside and the all pyramid. that broken up into different like buttons on different sample pads that they're able to like you know bring up and down and so in like pretty much every like musical way yeah possible so far of, they have know, individual control right right exactly over each and sample. it's like yeah. you need both of them in order to be able to like create and like present to a live public yeah. all those songs right because they because you can hear it on the live albums the way that they interpolate the different songs and have like a single image of like one of their hooks or just yeah the way that the different parts are fading in and out like against each other like you can't do all the things that they do with just one person like they are true djs in that it, it, sense. yeah they're they're like yeah they're i mean you know dj as far as you know the meaning of the you know of it goes it is a disc jockey they're not spinning anything they are legit in it i mean look obviously the equipment is going to be able to keep keep the rhythm on its own you know but mm -hmm. as long as the rhythm is kept up with they're able to just like pretty much follow along so they're they can like throw in whatever you want yeah that's why their live albums are so sick are we are they confirmed that they're releasing one this year 2017 alive yeah i think they already recorded it Shut in october up, like Wait, there was, there were, what did they play there was a, i don't it was in la uh i don't know they did it in the united states yeah uh, and it was, yeah, it was something, there was this whole thing, a secret website and everything was created for it. They're and not going to do a tour or anything? I, no one knows if they're doing a tour or not, but they did do a fucking at least one show for a live 2017. Hmm. So in theory, that should be coming out That makes sometime. sense. I mean, yeah. I mean it, it follows there every seven years. Right, yeah, exactly. right, yeah. You know what I think is interesting, though? They've only really, they're not big on collaborations. Like, they'll do remixes from time to time, but they've only truly collaborated with three artists. One, yeah. Pharrell Williams and Nerd. Uh, two, Kanye West, because after he took Stronger to number one, they did some reworking of some drums from some production elements off of the fucking Yeezus album. Yeah. And three, most interestingly, most randomly, uh, The Weeknd. Uh, they have two songs off of uh, his latest album, Starboy, when we record this in 2017. And both those songs have been released as singles that he collaborated on, one of them being a number one hit. And they're both you know, pretty Starboy, good. Starboy, yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, Starboy has really grown on me. I... Huh? Huh, huh. I, I think know. it's so funny. I, just, I love it. It. Just, it comes into my mind so much. Yeah, but also just, because I also love I that part memories. where it's just like, you know, talk about how I love my babe. And then there's the robot part, blah, 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 like in the background, which I yeah. think is like, it's almost like takes you out of the moment. Well, and like, it also oh, like, punk but on there. the thing is, with both of those songs, I mean, I feel it coming is very much feels like it could have been on random access memories, but like, Starboy really feels like it takes me back. It takes me back Star to Trek like, with the that their Girls get classic. Sure. 
They're like classic, like rhythmic sound, but like with a new spin on it. And I but I feel like coming that. is a baller. I have something to say about that. Uh-huh. So I mean, the, you you always move forward, right? So we were talking about earlier. Um, we threw somewhere in our um, first podcast that. Uh, there are EDM artists, you know, that weren't EDM artists and they became an EDM artist and they follow along with what, like, the culture is going on. And yeah. it's all a business, like right? Like Calvin Harris. But. He was not EDM before. No. I like what Daft Punk is doing, man. They're not changing their sound. They're just, like, re-evaluating their sound. They're exactly. Just, like, bringing it, yeah. They're bringing it up with, like, the electronic movement. You know, electronics and machines just keep improving every single day, you know. A TV three years ago, it's... It like feels old now. Yeah. So the fact that you're able to, you know, they're moving in their well, own. Well, I feel like with random rate. access memories, it's almost like they instead of trying to push electronic moving forward, they took much more pleasure in looking back. Yeah. Like man. that's what I feel. And, like, but yeah. they brought like modern voices in. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I yeah. mean. And I, I definitely feel like. Yeah, they've done such an incredible job of moving with where technology goes and taking each new era and, like, taking the sounds from it and just completely scrambling them. Like, they... Nothing that you hear from Daft Punk sounds like what is currently happening in pop music, but it still fits in perfectly. Yeah. But here's my theory, though, and it only really... It really only came into the fore when I heard I Feel It Coming, the weekend collaboration, the second one. I was one of the things where I hear it and I hear the vocals, I hear it coming. You know, I hear that quiver in that voice. I'm just like, man, what a fucking wasted opportunity that they never were called in to work with Michael Jackson. Uh, oh, and you, okay. Can you even? <laughs> I wasn't sure where you, you were even, going with this, right? <laughs> That's but like, nuts. actually, actually, like, it feels like that would be the perfect synthesis together of his aesthetic and their musicality yeah, in just such a, like, uh. It really so the weekend is really is like kind of well, like a compromise in that way. I, I, I heard that this week, even listening to Discovery, a couple, I think it, it might have been like face to face. I think there were like, a, a song or two more where I was listening to Discovery and I was like, this sounds like fucking PYT. Or like... Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, or like... Okay. Or like, sort of the, the synths that are on Thriller. Like, like a full... Like, definitely presented in a different way, but it's the textures from classic era Michael Jackson. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this that's what Daft Punk is about. You know, they're able to bring every single genre, artist, whatever it is, like things that influence them as artists right and like bring it together and just like create their own yeah oh and like when they use in a, like the especially dexterous bass lines like the really intricate Love and they're them. repetitive but they like they really move and they have a drive to them like i feel like that's very much an mj but also like just classic disco like stevie yeah. wonder like they're all about that whole era and pulling the best parts of it and putting it in their own electronic context. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I love so, how you concluded that an electronic context. That's, that's why that's they're so. Important. That's why they're so revolutionary. Is because I feel like they were the per the like some of the first people that did that in such a unique new way. Like people were sampling, but it like they were basically just doing covers of songs. Right. You know. I was trying to remember if it was them, and I and I realized I misremembered it, but because I remember a couple of years ago when Phoenix put out their, I think it was a 2013 album, Bankrupt or Entertainment. The Bankrupt was the single off it, uh, and Entertainment. And I remember the very big thing around the time is that they went ahead, they purchased the console that they mixed Michael Jackson's Thriller on, 
in order to make that album. And I'm just like, so it wasn't Daft Punk. But then I also remember pre-Daft Punk, uh, the two guys were in a band with one of the members of Phoenix in this group called Darlin'. Uh, right. yeah, oh, so way. Is French, yeah, too. exactly. And uh, and since what it wasn't Thomas Mars, it was one of the other guys. And uh, they just were in a band and just didn't do very well. But one of the reviews they had of one of their live shows talked about how these uh, daft punky you know music that they're making, and they talked about oh, how right, they that's... spent such a long time coming up with the name Darlin that they're like, you know what, Daft Punk, there we go, we're gonna do that for our thing, and that's what happened right there. And then of course, let's all not forget the you know the LCD Sound System song, Daft Punk is playing at my house. Yeah. <laughs> That's dope. Uh, yeah. Right. Did that really happen? Did yeah. they play I, it in his house? I don't think so. I, I'm believing it. Fuck I, it. You know what? If they, if they didn't before the song, I bet it happened after. They're fucking legends, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Uh, any other last thoughts, ideas, mullings? I've expressed what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah, man. I you. mean... This but this has been great. I'm not gonna lie. It's been a well, blast. listen, you've been an amazing guest, and you I brought in the it. knowledge and the history and the facts and the sass. You brought <laughs> it all together, which is fantastic, and I appreciate it. And if we ever win a Grammy for this podcast, we'll do the same thing that Daft Punk <laughs> does. We'll bring you up on stage, and we'll just gesture to you to speak to the mic because you know we're we're the Daft Punk of podcasting. Basically, no one knows our identities aside from our names, faces, and voices. Uh, so we just kind of want to get it out. There. I'd be more than glad <laughs> to represent. <laughs> <laughs> too. You've been such great hosts. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I hope you agree with Constantine that we're doing an amazing job. <laughs> oh, I have no shut idea. The fuck I know, but it. do listen. Uh, but if you do like us, uh, please rate us on uh, iTunes. Do favorite us on Stitcher. Do all the different things. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. There's so much more to go on. Uh, I appreciate. Check out uh, DJ Koza on Beatport. That is his name that he goes under. It is so never. <laughs> that never. No. Never mind. Never mind. Never. Don't even touch it. Uh, in the meantime, guys. I I hate you for making Thank fun of me. Thank you so much. <laughs> Have a great one. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Like, you can't stop. You can't stop. Exactly. <laughs>